Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Diet Rioters. So weird. This is the weird times we're living in, guys. <laughs> it's the quarantine episode. Well, the last few have honestly been quarantine episodes. It's just who knows how long this will last for. I know. It's weird not seeing your face in person. So, so sorry weird. for our audio not sounding quite as crisp and clear as it normally does. It is because we are separated. We're separated. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh, but we should tell them who we are. I'm Alyssa Miller. My voice sounds like this. I'm Brooke Miller. And I sound like this. <laughs> We're both dietitians. Both moms. Both live in Colorado. Both from the Midwest. Both quarantined to our homes. <laughs> yes. Along with the rest of you. Exactly. If you're following um, well, the hopefully. rules, you know. That's what I was going to say. Stay home, you guys. Stop yeah. going out. My Lord. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, people? Hey guys, I just wanted to sneak in here real quick and remind you that Brooke and I have actually created an incredible online self-guided audio course just for you. It's live right now. Click the link in the description box below to check it out. If you're tired of diets, having anxiety around food, worrying about what to eat, how much to eat, and when to eat, then this course is perfect for you. We take you from where you're at now to a life of food freedom. There's 10 modules filled with audio lectures and journal prompts that will help you dig deep and make lasting change. Okay, thanks for listening. And now back to the show. I know it's hard. It's like, I get it. I get why people are like starting to get itchy and like going out or whatever, like even just like play dates in the neighborhood. A lot of people I've seen doing that. And I'm just like, stop it. You're making it worse for all of us. I know. It's they- hard. I went for a long walk today and they had the um, playgrounds like they have like that tape around all yeah. the play equipment and stuff like they don't want people getting together at all, which I get. So there's yeah, ours have officers. like danger tape. It's yeah. Like danger. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So intense. Uh-huh. Like we have I feel like we have pretty easy children to have in this time, like age wise. Like, yeah, if we, we had high schoolers or junior hires, this would be so hard to be like. You have to stay home and do nothing. Like, just let them play video games all day. I don't know. <laughs> How do you keep them home? You're like, but, study, read books. Yeah, yourself seriously. Busy. I know. I'm so grateful that our son isn't in school yet because I don't really have to homeschool. I can just be like, hey, let's play trains all yeah. day. Yep. <laughs> so true. So, he misses people. But we've been FaceTiming with, like, grandmas and grandpas. And literally, they just sit on FaceTime for, like, two hours with him. Oh, it's my gosh. Incredible. You're like, they teach, play, like, teach him. Read yeah, some books. That's exactly what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Josh and I are like, okay, we'll just be down here having our coffee and hanging out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been fantastic. Well, that's so, incredible. Yeah, there's that. There's always pros and cons. I saw this thing today on Instagram that was, like, your quarantine is a privilege. And I was like, oh, like, that's so true. Some of us, like some people can't quarantine. Some people, their quarantine situation is really not great. Like Mm -hmm. either who they're quarantined with is like dangerous, like a abuser or something, or they can't afford to stock up on food or homeless people. Like, my God, there's so many people that would kill to be in my situation right now. So you have to be like, keep your perspective 
right now, even right. though it's getting harder every day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I know. It's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm glad our kids are the age they are, though. It's so true. Um, yeah. So Brooke and I actually wanted to take today and talk a little bit about how to be an intuitive eater in a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Because you're clearly going to need this, you know, later on in life. Yeah. Guys, this is tactile information for you to carry for the rest of your life. It is. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, it's true. It's like, it, this will be good information for sure today, but like, hopefully this is not stuff you need to take into the rest of your life. But yeah, exactly. I know. I do wonder what kind of people are being formed right now. Like, are we going to have like a ton of junior hires that are going to turn out to be like huge germaphobes or like way oh, big maybe. introverts? Or maybe a ton of extroverts that are just like never going to want to be home again. They'll just be like nomads because they were cooped up for so long. (laughs) Or people who like hoard food in their basement. They just have like 18 freezers full of food. Yeah. I think people are just going to like buy way more toilet paper than they need from now on. (laughs) Forever. Oh my gosh. Um, That's our house. (laughs) There was this funny meme that um, it was like Scooby-Doo basically. And it was like, let's figure out who's really behind this. Um, coronavirus and they ripped off the mask and it was like the head CEO of Charmin. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, memes are giving me life right now during quarantine. Like I know some people find them offensive, whatever. Sorry, but I find them hilarious and like tension relieving, you know? Yeah, for sure. I know. There's some really funny ones. (laughs) There are. There are some funny ones. Um, well, what do you think about people, um, kind of having a lot of stress and anxiety about eating and gaining weight and not having any self-control? Like, have you heard a lot about that? Cause I have. Totally. I feel like talk about memes, a ton of memes of just being like, oh, what did actually, I've seen this thing right, right now. That's like called the quarantine 15. Oh, that's like equating it to like when you go to college, like the freshman 15, but they're calling it the quarantine 15. And it's so like, it's so frustrating because it's like the your priorities right now, if you're worried about gaining weight in a literal global pandemic, like your priorities are skewed, you know, Uh (laughs) it's just that's diet culture coming in and saying, Hey, you know what's scarier than getting coronavirus and dying from a respiratory illness? Die, right. getting gaining weight. Like this is what you should actually be worried about. And that's so sad to be preying on people who already their stress levels are high. Right. Already they're feeling anxious maybe in their house that's filled with food or empty of food. Like maybe they can't afford food. And yeah. to just be piling on the stress right now like literally the last thing you need to be worried about is gaining a few extra pounds during quarantine. <laughs> Right. And guys, I mean, if let's say you do, let's say you gain three pounds over the next few months of quarantine, when like life goes back to normal and you're out of the house and kind of going back to your normal diet and exercise routine and just getting out of the house and like you have less stress, then you're probably going to lose that weight that you gained. So it's, it's not like if you gain five pounds during this quarantine, it's going to stay on forever. It's like, yeah, you might gain a few pounds, but it is probably going to leave just as fast as it came on. Um, totally. Especially... And it's all about re-regulating your body. Right. Our life go, our bodies go through the same life cycles we do. So like quick reminder and talk about perspective. You're literally fighting a global pandemic right now. 
And if you're gaining weight, your body is doing its freaking job. This is what we were built for in places or in times of famine. You pound on, you put on some extra pounds so that you can fight the stress or the enemy ahead of or in front of you. This is what it was built for. So like, good job. You're surviving and you're killing it. Right. (laughs) You know, it's, it's a new perspective to what your body's doing for you. It's fighting for you. It's keeping you alive. It's keeping you healthy. It's trying to keep you at that homeostasis and regulate you on a, on a level that's healthy for you to go into whatever you need to be doing with your time and stress level management, you know? So it's just good to keep that perspective. I think people forget that like, stress can cause so many hormones in your body to be like hormones in your body to be totally. disrupted. And so just the stress of a pandemic, the stress of losing a job, the stress of not knowing if you're going to have a job. So the financial stress, the stress of, I mean, there's so much stress going on right now. <laughs> so it's like, you might just, you might gain weight because you're so stressed out and you might gain weight because it's the way that you're eating right now. And you might gain weight because of you're not exercising in the way that you normally did. And yeah, it's short term guys. Like hopefully this pandemic is over soon in the next few months we can ease back into normal life and we don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, I think just like, let's not have this be a stressor in your life right now. You know, obviously there's stressors out there that we can't control. We have no control over the fact that like we might lose our job over this or we might, you know, financially be in a tough spot. Um, there are some things that we can't control right now, but eating, it's like, as long as you are feeding your family and you're getting food in you, just do the best you can. If you have to eat canned vegetables or canned fruits, that's what you got to do at this point. You know, it's, it's like freeze what you can and buy what you can and only go to the grocery store once a week max and just like do whatever you can to get your family fed and stay safe. I mean, yeah, this is like there was this post from someone that I follow, um, Kids Eat in Color, who's like a huge oh, account. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, hey, by the way, this is exactly why we don't label foods as bad. Because in a global pandemic or when you're poor or you're down on your luck or it's the only thing left at the grocery store, if you have voices in your head telling you, oh, that's bad food, mm-hmm. you're bad for eating that, that's going to make you fat that's unhealthy or you're a bad human or whatever because you choose that food. If you have those voices playing inside your head right now, like how absurd, like in the global scope of things that are going on in this world, Mm -hmm. you're not going to die or be a bad human for choosing canned vegetables or whatever's demonized this century. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have to buy pre-made tomato sauce because you can't make your own from scratch because there's no fresh tomatoes in the freaking planet, then that's okay that there's added sugar. Like, calm down, take a breath. This is exactly why we don't assign a moral value to food because all food is nourishment. It's not about, and we talked about this actually a long time ago on our interview with Madison from Sunny Times Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved the way she put it. It was like, different foods are either in empowering or dispower disempowering right disempowering yeah um to our bodies and every person is different and that is exactly the way that it should be so in this time you may be choosing some foods that don't necessarily empower you but they're still nourishing you mm-hmm. so you need to have this kind of bigger perspective of okay what does my body need right now and by the way everyone right now deserves to be nourished mm-hmm. and to eat like it is so important you know we i i think we've kind of already touched on this but like talking about the people who are sitting there like 
snacking on all their foods and feeling overwhelmed with feeling out of control around food, there's also a whole population that are so stressed that they're not eating, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is just such a good time to like be working on your relationship with food and falling back on those like trust exercises that you've been performing over becoming an intuitive eater that like food is safe. You are healthy. You are nourished. Like you need to eat to nourish your body and take care of your body. And that needs to be like a symbiotic relationship between you and food. And right now you can't escape it. So probably whatever insecurities around food you've been experiencing mildly before the pandemic, it's probably pretty heightened right now. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. And I really never have had to experience like food scarcity. Like I feel really fortunate that I never had to worry about if I was going to get fed. I mean, I've always had food on the table. Like I didn't grow up rich, but you know, there was always, I always had shelter and food. And so, but you know, I, I worked at a homeless shelter for three years. I was a case manager. Um, I worked at WIC for two years with low income families. So, I mean, I've spent five years of my career working with a very low income or homeless population. And so um, I just, I really feel for those people right now because, um, yeah, there's just, the struggle is so much harder. I think now, um, I did see some posts about people saying, you know, try to save some of the WIC approved foods for the WIC families and that kind of stuff. So that was cool to see. Um, so I thought that, that yeah, if you guys don't know what she's talking about at, at your grocery store, there's a little tag that says WIC or WIC. And what that means is that it's a WIC eligible food. So they can use the checks that they get towards those food items. Well, if those are sold out like black beans um, and the only thing left is a black bean that's not approved by WIC, they can't use their checks to buy it. Mm-hmm. So the the post that has been going around is if you see two options on the shelf and one of them is a WIC approved item and the other one isn't, if you can choose the one that isn't. Yeah, for sure. And I did see a meme going around saying that like everybody gets their checks on the first of every month. That's not true. At least. Right. I saw that too. At least in Wisconsin. Like, no, we just. Not in Florida either where I circulated through. Yeah. So it's not technically like the first of every month. I think that's food stamps, which is different. Oh, yeah. Um, but you're right. yeah, so WIC approved foods, it's just, um, it's whenever they got certified. So yeah, it's whenever they go in for their checks. appointment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, but still be mindful of the label. Yeah. And of yeah. If you can, you know, do yeah. the best that you can. I saw a really cool thing where they're turning those, like, I don't know if you have these in your neighborhood, but in our neighborhood, we have like little book drops. that are like, yeah, like free libraries, basically like leave a book, take a book. Well, people are turning that into like a little pantry of like, if they have extra stuff, you'd bring it there and then people take something that they need. And I was going to go check mine out today on our walk um, and see if they're doing it here. And if not, maybe I'll start it. But I thought that was such a great idea, like Mm -hmm. such a smart way to like help your neighbors (laughs) and um, not be going to the grocery store because officially today, Obviously, this is pre-recorded, but today I saw that like the White House was basically like, "Hey, stop going grocery shopping unless you absolutely have to." Did you see that? No, I didn't. Ugh. So, just another thing, add it to the list of things we can't do. Yeah, I mean, we have just been going once a week, and we've been alternating. Like, I went last weekend; he went yesterday. So mm-hmm. we're trying to go like once a week, but. We went once and then waited two weeks. And then I just went on Thursday and bought enough for a month. Wow. 
That's what we're trying to do. (laughs) I went to Costco. I bought stuff for me, my parents and Josh's parents and was like, okay, guys, like give me your list. And then let's all try not to go for an entire month. Like, yeah, April's going to be rough. So let's just stay home if we can. And like, um, obviously I think if we needed to, we would do like a delivery, like they do, everyone does delivery pretty much now, or Mm -hmm. like a in-store pickup or where you just like pull up in your car and they load it for you. So like, even that would be a safer option, but, um, yeah, we're hoping to go a full month. So we'll see. (laughs) Fingers crossed if we can make it. Yeah. And really we can, right? Like I have like emergency food that like, maybe it's not my favorite. Like we were talking the other day about ramen. Yeah. Right. If it comes to it, I'll eat ramen. And I have like, I think we have like 20 packs or something. And, um, I was like, but it wouldn't be my first choice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know we have much pasta and I'm so sick of pasta, but it's like, it's here, you know, in case we need it. I can have spaghetti again if I need to. Yes. I'm not used to much pasta. It's like not my favorite food, but yeah. Same. Same. It's food. Yeah. I know it's, it's been kind of insane, but, um, yeah. And I, that's actually, sorry. Oh, I was going to say just with, you know, yeah, like we were just saying, it's not our favorite food. And I think we just have to kind of suck it up over the next uh, month or two. And, you know, we may not get to make our favorite recipes. Like for instance, a few weeks ago, I wanted to make your chili recipe and everything, they were out of everything at the store. So it's like, oh man, I really wanted to have chili. It was a really cold day that day. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's like they didn't have the options. So I just have to settle for whatever they have. And we've been, been doing like pizza and pasta and just literally stuff that we can freeze. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just at this point, you just have to feed yourself. You have to feed your kids. And mm-hmm. it, now is not the time to be like, especially now is not the time to be counting calories. Now is not the time to be um, counting grams of carbohydrates. Like, dear God, we should not be doing that anyway. But like now Mm -hmm. is really not the time because it is going to cause you so much more stress and anxiety over food. And that is the goal of this podcast and intuitive eating and us, you know, as dietitians is we no diet is perfect. We're never going to be perfect eaters. Times like this are so rare and hopefully short lived that like, we just have to get through it just like college years. Like I remember being in the dorms and I always had ramen on hand and like oatmeal and stuff that was deemed like not super healthy. Um, and it was my emergency stash. It was, if I didn't have time to, to eat breakfast that morning, that's what I had. And you know, it's, I didn't go to it often, but when I needed something, it was there. And I think that's how we have to look at grocery shopping right now and eating right now is just <laughs> do the yeah. best you can. Well, and Right. And Brooke and I have kind of touched on this quite a bit about how to be an intuitive eater when you have like a chronic illness. Um, Like if you have kidney disease or diabetes and your diet really does affect your health very directly um, and kind of the perspective you have to take in those situations applies now, right? This is a global pandemic. And honestly, the best thing you can do for your self-care and loving yourself and showing yourself respect and love is to stay home, mm-hmm. eat the food you have on hand, even if it's not your favorite, you know? So it's not so much like a boot camp kind of thing of like, you have to do it, just like swallow it and deal with it. But actually, mm-hmm. can you reframe it and find an act of love in there? 
Mm-hmm. Pasta is not my favorite food. This is the sixth time we're having it this week. Can I actually look at that pasta and instead of saying, ugh, I hate pasta, I hate that I still have to eat this. When can I go to the store again? Blah, blah, blah. Can you actually look at that pasta and go, I am grateful that I have food. Mm-hmm. This is going to nourish my body and keep me sustained and keep my stress and energy levels, my stress levels low and my energy levels high so that I can do yeah. the work and survive another day. I mean, honestly, you know, so looking at it with a reframed perspective of actually this is self-care to eat the food that I don't necessarily love so that I can feed my family and take care of our bodies. Um, And then I also wanted to say too, is when we're in this situation, like let's use your example of chili. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's say you have your favorite chili recipe that you love and it's a cold day and your intuitive eating self says, Chili sounds so good. It would be warming to my soul. It would feel good. I could top it with my favorite toppings, whatever. But then you open your pantry or you go to the grocery store and they don't have what's on hand. How can you still be intuitive in your choices within what the realm of what's available? Mm-hmm. So does that mean substituting in your recipe some, you know, instead of kidney beans, maybe you have great northern beans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can that still sound good to you? Like how can you still find choice in the limit of the limits of choice that are available to you so still so you know like scrambled eggs is a good example so or yeah scrambled eggs so I eat scrambled eggs quite often it's my kids favorite okay let's say I have eggs available there's no more oatmeal or there's you know I can't find certain things on the shelves but I've got eggs well can I choose instead of my normal scrambled eggs to feel what feels intuitive that day and say oh, I'm so tired of eggs every morning. But instead of having scrambled eggs like I normally do because I'm tired of that, can I do a fried egg or can I do a quiche or can I do some sort of hard-boiled egg or something like that and still find choices in that limit limited choice? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just love that idea of like getting creative, getting experimental with what you do have, but still finding ways to make it different and unique without it just feeling like, oh, we're having pasta with red sauce again and again and again and again. Can you do just like an olive oil sauce? Can you make this one a cream sauce, you know, but still using that pasta staple that you have? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we ended up that night. I really wanted chili, but we just made tomato soup because there was like no beans yeah. literally anywhere. So that's awesome. Really yeah. Soup because it was warm and it tasted good. Um, so yeah, I think it's just be reasonable with your expectations right now, mm-hmm. but also still try to listen to your body as much as you can and as much as you have control over. Yeah. And I think like, how cool is it going to be in a few months when we all come out of this to say, oh, now I have a f- new favorite recipe. Like yeah, there is probably going to be some amazing dishes created out of creativity and boredom and wanting to be experimental. Yes, that then are right now are baking yes. delicious things. <laughs> Me, I'm baking almost yeah. every day and I usually hate baking, Yeah, but it's so therapeutic. It's a fun activity to do with my kids. Like And I just think about all the recipes that are going to be created out of this time right now that are going to be passed on from generation to generation. Like, yeah, almost gives me chills thinking about that. I know. It's exciting. I know. It really is. Yeah. My friend posted a um, a recipe today and I was like, "Um, you need to send me that muffin recipe now. And she did. I'm so pumped to make it. My favorite muffin. Yeah. To be intuitive with like muffins or things like that of like, 
oh, today, you know, instead of these normal muffins I make with blueberries, maybe today I feel like mixing it up and putting some frozen raspberries in there. Or maybe I don't have any fruit and I have to use chocolate chips. Like just you can still be intuitive and listen to your body and what it's craving and what it's needing and what it's wanting while still living within what's already at your house. Yeah. And then, you know, even like muffin recipes, okay, I don't have any flour left. I Can I use oats? Can I use dried rolled oats? You know, mm-hmm. making those little substitutions, honoring your body's hunger, honoring your body's needs. The other day I woke up and I wanted, <laughs> this is before I went to Costco, but I wanted fresh, fresh citrus so bad. I was like, I just can feel like I want a huge juicy orange right now and we didn't have any. And so I went to my fridge and I went to my freezer and I went to my pantry and I was like, what can I have that's going to give me that same quench for like the fresh tart citrusy food? Mm -hmm. And I found canned pineapple and I was like, okay, how can I use this canned pineapple to kind of like, you know, get my fix for fresh fruit? And I pulled it out. I drained it. I rinsed it like three or four times and then I mixed it up with ice and it was like a iced pineapple whip type thing. It was so good. And it's just pineapple and ice, like something like that, as simple as that, but gives you that feeling of like fresh food, even though it came from a can. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had to buy like tons of frozen fruit. Like we don't have any fresh berries. We normally always do. And it's like, nope, I just, I have frozen berries. And if I want to make a smoothie, I'm actually probably going to make a smoothie tomorrow morning for Ashton to see if he'll drink it for breakfast. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's like, I'm used to having fresh berries every day with my breakfast. Mm -hmm. And right now I just, I haven't been. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully I can use the frozen ones in a way, a different way than I'm used to. It kind of forces us to get out of our comfort zones. Yes. And have empathy for those people that don't have fresh berries every morning. I mean, how many Mm -hmm. people on this planet can't afford it or, you know, live on the streets or whatever that they're not having that luxury? It's like, such a small thing but what a luxury in both of our lives we have fresh berries all the time they're so expensive though you know but yeah it's such a good practice in your perspective and hopefully this is like a big experimental learning experiment for all of us to be more empathetic with people out there in the real world you know what what their everyday looks like and um, not to not to say or to belittle the very hard time that we're all going through, even people who are privileged and even people who do eat fresh berries or have a house to shelter in place in or whatnot, that doesn't belittle your lived experience. It's still mm-hmm. important. It's still hard. It's still honestly traumatic. Like when I went to Costco, I told my family, I was like, honestly, that is a traumatic experience that I'm going to like share with probably generations because there was 30 of us in there. It was dead silent. Nobody talked to each other. There were no kids. There was no samples. There was no music. Everyone was just like, head down. Don't look at me. Don't touch That's me. That's how Target wearing was. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa. It's, <laughs> yes, it's traumatic. I told Josh, I said, it literally feels like what I would imagine walking through like Chernobyl. Felt yes. Like, like it, it just felt so radioactive to be in there, Yeah, which is a traumatic emotional experience. Like I came home and cried, honestly, like it was so emotional. But this is a trauma that we're all experiencing at the same time. And we get to decide how to work through it, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, for sure. Not ideal, but. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, we have an upcoming episode, or I guess maybe this one will be 
after, but we are going to be talking about quarantining and exercise. Yeah. So I'm excited to chat about it. Yeah. So we wanted to talk um, about just eating during the quarantine and then next um, or before this, whenever these come out, um, talking about exercising during the quarantine, because we do feel like this is going to be going on for the next month or two. And Mm -hmm. we just know a lot of you guys are struggling with the stress around it, around cooking, around what to buy around, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain five pounds during this quarantine. And there's a lot of stress going on around food right now. So we just wanted to address it. And I know you guys are all probably sick of talking about the quarantine and (laughs) we are right with you. But um, at this point, it's just about trying to stay safe, um, stay inside as much as possible, not necessarily inside, just, you know, away from others. Um, And then just eating what you can and just knowing that this is so short term, like we had an, we had an Instagram post a while ago and I was talking about, and we talked about this in a podcast episode about how many meals you have in um, a year, mm. it's like 1100 meals in a year. And mm-hmm. it's like, guys, this is two months, maybe three, you know, I don't know how long this will last, mm-hmm. but three months out of like your entire life of nutrition, like it's okay. It's going to be okay. okay. We just, mm-hmm. you know, it might be like freshman year of college all over again, where you're eating ramen and eating pizza. And you know, <laughs> we got through that, right? <laughs> we survived. We survived. We're so good. Yeah. We survived that. So yeah. So hang mm-hmm. in there, guys. Um, send us any messages if you guys have any questions or concerns. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Yeah. I just, well, I just wanted to say, like, I know that it might feel like we're bombarding you with more quarantine information, but for me, as much as I like hate that it's everywhere, I also, that's all I want to talk about or or read about. Like, it's still very much happening right now. And if we, like, sometimes I'll be able to ignore it, but most of the time I can't. So we want to address it. We want to give you guys like daily real life, like tactic or like tangible ways to help. Um, and then, but we talked about too, maybe doing like just a fluff episode of just like chatting and distracting you guys from whatever. So maybe we'll do that too. But, um, yeah, yeah, we hope this was helpful for you guys. Like Brooke said, reach out if you have any other topic ideas or questions or things you're struggling with, let us know. Um, as always follow us on Instagram at diet.riot.podcast. And the best compliment you can give if you like this podcast is to leave us a written review. Not only will you be entered to our giveaway, but you might be featured by Brooke reading it live right now. Hey guys. So here is a review from B Buckles. This is from um, March. So about a month ago, fun and informative five stars. My favorite podcasts are the kinds where I learned something new, but I also feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. This podcast is that even being a dietitian myself, I learn new things and perspectives all while feeling like I'm sitting at a table a small table talking with your great girlfriends. Thank you for sharing your humor, wisdom, and sharing. Yay. That was great. Oh, thank you so, so much. Yes. Guys, we exciting. love it. We, yeah, we love, love it. Reviews. And we've talked about this before, but leaving a written review is so important. I know it takes a minute of your time, but it's so important because it makes um, our podcast more known versus like these diet culture ones. So mm-hmm. these, there's a ton of fad diet um, podcasts that are preaching a lot of scary information. And so um, you, you can write us a written review. Also, we have some other intuitive eating podcasts that we love and we're happy to share those with you guys too. So um, awesome, yeah. if you want to hear from somebody who isn't necessarily a mom or somebody, you know, we have another dietitian podcast we listen to that are two moms. So if you guys are wanting to, if you love our podcast, but still want to hear more, 
we have some really great recommendations. I know I personally listen to like five different dietitian podcasts and nutrition podcasts. So um, it's cool to hear different people's perspectives, but we yeah. want all of ours to like rise up. So mm-hmm. that's why it's important to leave us a written review and then leave, um, if you have any other intuitive eating dietitian podcasts that you guys listen to, leave them a written review too. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize how important leaving reviews were for podcasts until we started our own. And now I like leave everyone a written review. So I, I've literally, I write so many positive five-star reviews for people because it's like, yep. I need to get these dietitian podcasts up here versus these other, yes. other ones. So um, yeah. thank you guys. And you can also be still entered to our giveaway. So check out our Instagram for more information on that. And if you share about us on social and tag us, you get an extra entry. So that's still going on until we have a hundred reviews on iTunes. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening today and this week. Um, we will see you next Tuesday. 